Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for August 2nd is 2 Kings chapters 20 and 21. We're going back to the life of Hezekiah after finishing the book of Isaiah yesterday. And the last 15 or so years of Hezekiah's life. And we're getting a little bit of a different view of this great king in his last days. So he becomes terminally ill. Of course, he's praying, he's seeking God. Isaiah, the prophet, comes to him and says, God says, get your house in order. You're about to die. Hezekiah doesn't take that news well. He turns his face to the wall and he prays and says, Please, Yahweh, remember how I have walked before you faithfully and wholeheartedly and have done what pleases you or done what is good in your eyes. And then Hezekiah broke down weeping. It says bitterly. Isaiah must have just given that word and turned around and walked out because We're told in verse 4, he had not yet gone out of the inner courtyard. So he'd been walking away, but he was still on the palace grounds when the word of Yahweh came to him, saying, go back and tell Hezekiah, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Look, I will heal you. I will give you 15 more years of life. First of all, I mean, how amazing would that be to know how much time you had left on this earth? If you knew that you had 15 years left and no more, how would that change the way you spent today or the way you invested or maybe bought life insurance or didn't? Wouldn't, be, wouldn't it be amazing to know But God doesn't tell us the end from the beginning because he wants us to be good stewards. We have to learn to trust him. And probably at least some of us would be very tempted to live really selfishly for the first 14, maybe 14 and a half of those 15 years. I don't know, maybe, maybe not. But I also see in this that God, when he shares a word about something that's going to happen in the future, as in Hezekiah, you are about to die, get your affairs in order. God's will is not set in stone. He's willing to hear and come to decisions with us. He's not just laying down the law and expecting us to follow him like dogs or like robots. He wants to partner with us. Now, certainly God listens to us. He is interested in our opinions. And we see that. Because when Hezekiah cried out to him and he was heartbroken over the fact that he was on his way off of this planet, God said, okay, we'll give you 15 more years. Well, He's restored, and then he gets letters and envoys from the king of Babylon. They say, here, you know, we heard you were sick. The king of Babylon sends his regards. We've got these envoys bearing gifts. 
And Hezekiah, perhaps in pride, I have to assume it's pride, brings these special envoys from the king of Babylon into his palace and gives them the grand tour and shows them everything. He shows them where the gold and the silver are, where the armory is, where he keeps the stores of fine olive oil. Everything he has, he shows them, which is very foolish to a king that to show, I mean, to not keep any secrets from someone who could be your enemy, somebody you don't know. Some life lessons in that as well. We should be careful who we allow into our inner chambers, who we allow to see our storehouses. We should be careful. We should be guarded. And so Isaiah comes back to the king and says, why why did you let these people in? What have you shown them? And because Hezekiah had to answer honestly, I've, I've shown them everything. There's, there's nothing that I didn't show them. Isaiah says, the days are coming when everything in your palace and all that has been stored up will be carried off to Babylon. Even your children, some of them are going to become eunuchs in the palace serving the king of Babylon. And the most sad verse in scripture about Hezekiah that I'm aware of is his response. Hezekiah should have learned, I think, from his prior interactions about how God spared his life. What if he had repented right then and begged for mercy and said, Isaiah, I was wrong. I was foolish. Tell God, please forgive me. Please spare this tragedy from happening to my children and my grandchildren. But instead, Hezekiah says, the word you've spoken is good. For he thought, why not? As long as there's peace and security during my lifetime, who cares after I die what happens? That's tragic. It shows how Hezekiah, maybe he was a really great king, but maybe he didn't endure a lot of really the the trials and the things that develop character in someone. How could he have been at the end of his life and still had no regard for future generations, even of his own family. Maybe it would have been better for Israel, maybe, had Hezekiah passed away 15 years prior. I don't know. Deep questions. And then Manasseh becomes king. Now Manasseh is only 12 years old when he assumes the throne. So if Hezekiah had died 15 years earlier, Manasseh may have never been king. It's always a chain of events that is set in motion. When we barter with God, maybe instead of asking God to change his mind, maybe we should ask him why and try to grow in wisdom so that so many future people are not impacted in such a negative way 
by our choices. And Manasseh was a wicked king. It says in verse 16 that he shed so much innocent blood that he filled Jerusalem with it from one end to the other. This was in addition to his sin that he caused Judah to commit. And he, they did what was evil in Yahweh's sight. And so Manasseh is then no more. And after Manasseh, Ammon, or Ammon, comes. And he's 22 years old when he becomes king. And he only reigned for two years. And he walked in all of the ways his father had walked. He served the idols his father had served, and he bowed and worshiped to them. He abandoned Yahweh, God of his ancestors, and did not walk in the ways of Yahweh. And so his servants conspired against him and put him to death in his own house. It says in verse 24, chapter 21, verse 24, The common people killed all who had conspired against King Ammon, and they made his son Josiah king in his place. And my friends, we'll read about Josiah, perhaps, soon enough. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. I'm grateful to have you reading through the Bible with me. May God continue to bless you as you seek him. And we will see you tomorrow.